You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today's episode is called Three Ways to Find New Customers, Even If You're Just Starting Out. Have you been watching other coaches online and wondering how they're attracting all these clients when you've just got crickets? Well, today I'd like to share with you three super easy ways that you can find new customers, even if you're just starting out in your business. Your core coaching skills are a key ingredient in your success. So let's start by talking about what happens when you're first starting out in business. What's actually going on? Well, from my point of view, remembering back when I was starting a business, it feels like you have all these things to do, all this stuff that you have to manage, get going, and yet you don't really know where to start and you don't have any clients and you know that you need clients to create money. So it's a strange kind of limbo. If you're online and trying to find clients that way, then you're probably posting all sorts of things in an effort to stand out and yet maybe nobody's liking what you're posting Nobody's commenting, nobody's watching your videos or listening to your audios. And so you're in this dead spot of, well, I'm running a business, but I can't attract anybody and I don't know what to do. And what do you do? Well, if you're like most people, the immediate thing you think about is, oh, well, I need to do another course or I need to go and learn how to do social media marketing. But, you know, like most things in life, what seems to be the problem usually isn't the problem. The problem is way upstream of those things. And in terms of your business and your marketing, let me explain what I mean. If you're getting crickets, you might think that the marketing course is a logical place, but why aren't you getting any responses? That's the question. Why isn't anybody seeing you? Is it because of something you're doing in the way you're posting or is it something else? I'm going to suggest it's something else. It's not about the way you've set up your Facebook ad. It's not about the way you've constructed your post necessarily in the construction point of view. Meredith Hill said, when you speak to everybody, you speak to nobody. And this is actually the core of the problem for a lot of people when they're starting out. And what it means is if you're being very broad and general and if you're using generic content that covers a range of topics or problems, then it's hard for your audience to really understand who you are and who you help and what you do. Because let's face it, one person can't be everything to everybody. I, in fact, would doubt the capacity of somebody who claims to be able to help people with all of these things. To me, I'd be suspicious and think, well, how could you have the experience and knowledge to be able to help all of those people with all of those things and to run group and corporate and, and all this other stuff? You know, that wouldn't make sense to me. It's hard for that audience to build rapport in a sense where you're talking broadly. People might glance at your content and scroll right past it but it probably doesn't speak to them. It's probably too vague. And let's consider the analogy of fishing. Let's say you're going fishing and you're trying to catch something amazing. Your broad and general content is very much like somebody standing on the beach with a hook and a pilchard, hoping to catch a fish, but catching nothing. 
And next to you, there's the person who's absolutely smashing it online. And they're like that fisher who knows that they can catch certain types of fish at a specific beach and they have exactly the right hook and bait to catch that fish. If they're catching tailor, it's probably a gang hook with a pilchard, but if they're trying to catch a mulloway, they're probably using fresh or live bait like yellowtail. And so hopefully you're getting the picture. And what it comes down to is this. In order to know what bait to use, you have to know what kind of fish you want to catch. And so the more that you know about who you want as a customer or a client, then the easier it becomes for you to be visible and for you to write, use the right words and concepts and topics to connect with them specifically in your marketing. And this is what finding your niche is all about. Your niche is a problem that exists in the market, a real problem that people are desperate to solve, certain types of people, and they're willing to pay money to get help with that. So just like a fisher person using a very specific rig and bait to catch a certain type of fish or using knowing which baits to catch for which types of fish, if you know your niche and you understand them deeply, then you can go online and speak about the topics that matter to them. You can attract those specific types of people who have those specific problems. And when you do this, you stand up like a beacon. You make it easy to be seen, to differentiate from other people, to be trusted and to be bored from. And so how do you get started with all of this? Well, let's talk about the evolution of a niche. How do you actually figure out your niche? I've done some previous episodes on this, but I'm going to dive deep into it here. If you're in the process of changing your career right now and you've decided, you've decided to become a health and wellness coach or something in the coaching area, you've probably just completed an expensive training course in a totally new area. And then on top of that, if you're starting a business with no prior experience, that's a lot to handle. So please take a moment to acknowledge that you're on a pretty steep learning curve and you're doing it. That's amazing. But just like you can't go out beach fishing for the first time and expect to know everything about the tides, the weather, the gutters, the rigs and which bait to use, please also know that you can't expect to know or to perfect your niche and connect with them right away easily when you're first starting out. It's going to take some time, trials and corrections. You need to be patient. But more importantly, your niche will evolve over time. What I mean is your understanding of your niche and the choice of your niche is a journey. And the way to even start defining your niche is by actively speaking to people by using your coaching skills in daily life and working with practice or maybe some paid clients. What I really want to be clear about is this. Your clients are your teachers. They're going to tell you in their words what their problems are, how they want to feel and what their challenges are that you're helping them with. And when you have those conversations regularly, you're going to start to notice common trends in those conversations and you'll notice which people you have the best rapport with and which words they use to describe their problems. And this is the evolution of a niche. As you get more and more experience in using your coaching skills, you're going to get more and more clarity about your niche. 
And in my experience, there are three levels of niche clarity. So I want you to have a listen to these and see if you can pick where you are. And then we'll talk about some ways to move forward. Level number one, which is the top level, is that you're totally clear on your niche. And this is usually because you've been engaging in your own or other people's groups talking about a specific problem. Or maybe you have a lot of past experience with clients who have a specific problem. Or you've been on your own journey and perhaps you've done some work in a group setting. So you've had lots of conversations. So in other words, due to your own or past or client experience, you have a fairly good handle on what the problem looks like from the eyes of the customer. That's the top level. The next level down is that you have some level of clarity about your niche. And this might be because you have a passion in a particular area and you've done a lot of research, or maybe you've had experience with a specific problem that's fairly meaningful for you, but you haven't talked to a lot of people yet in either case. And so you can do market research to deepen your understanding of the niche person and the problem and the way they describe it and then work out what they want your help with so that you can find the common ground between you. So for example, let's say you're really passionate about healthy eating, but you haven't really talked to a lot of people, then your next job would be to go and talk to people and say, well, what is it about healthy eating that's difficult for you? What gets in the way? What would you pay someone to help you with? And have lots of conversations about that. You don't want to just jump on the first thing that's said either. It might not be the right thing. It might be a way to get a client, but it might not be the right kind of client. For example, in that example of healthy eating, maybe someone says to you, I just need to be told what to do and given a meal plan. That's not a long-term relationship with somebody to help them change habits. So I wouldn't recommend that that is something that you jump on to build a business around. You actually want to find the people who are struggling with day-to-day -day life challenges that get in the way of them eating well. And that's where the coaching business evolves. So that's that second layer of niche clarity. You know a bit about the problem or you have a passion in an area, but you haven't talked to enough people to truly understand all angles of it. And the third level, which is right at the beginning level, is that you have this great idea, but you have no clue on who would need or want it. And if you're stuck wondering how to attract clients, you'll need to get started with something. Beyond working with practice clients and doing research, you'll need to figure out, well, could my idea actually work? Does it have legs? So no matter what level you're on, please know that market research and talking to people is an ongoing activity in your business for as long as it exists because people change, their needs and wants change and their opinions change and your business needs to flow with that. So let's now talk about three ways that you can start to work out your niche and attract new clients online beyond just doing some practice coaching. How do you actually get started when you're online to try and raise interest and awareness in what you're doing? Method number one is to start with your why. So if you're posting online, and this is any kind of post, a static written post, video or anything else, please focus on your why and your values and your passion area, whatever it is that gets you ranty 
Because one thing's for sure, when you get fired up, when you get ranty about something, if there's an injustice that you can't stand or an area of need, your sense of conviction will be attractive and appealing to the right people. Your sense of conviction about something, your passion spoken in words or expressed in the written word is what attracts people. It doesn't actually matter too much what you're saying. It's that you have a strong sense of conviction. Why is that? Well, simply because it's the values and beliefs that we have in common with others that create attraction between us. In other words, people form relationships because of shared values. And so when you lead with your why in posting, you're putting your values on display. You're giving people an insight into who you are, what you stand for. And that means that they can quickly work out if you're somebody that they would like to know more about. By zooming in on your why, you can find some things to talk about and start to create ideas on specific topics of interest. And so compare that with a fairly generic post where you're saying, oh, you know, eating three oranges a week helps to raise your vitamin C levels. So what? There's no feeling in that. There's no sense of conviction in that. Maybe it's a nice tip to know, but it's not actually going to engage a reader the same way that you talk about the challenges of eating healthy when you're a busy mum working a job and trying to juggle anything. How do you ever find time to make a meal for yourself? That's a much more engaging style of post. Obviously, I'm just saying that on the fly, so you'd have to come up with something a little bit more clear. But this, the story with an emotional engagement and leading with your why is so important. And it's important to be quite specific. That's a key word here. If your why is wanting to help people, for example, that's pretty vague. You can be much more specific, at least about an area of health and well-being. Like maybe you want to be specific and talk about weight loss or about exercise or about mental health. And for example, this podcast is mainly targeted at coaches who are starting new businesses and are struggling to stand out and be seen and really want help to build a successful, profitable business by understanding and connecting with their clients. It's pretty specific, right? So assuming that you're on a social media platform where people can search for content topics easily, you can start to create an experiment with some posts that are really based in your deep-seated values, that ranty stuff, that sense of conviction that you have, that passion. And when you post that way, maybe you'll start to see more engagement and you can actually measure the responses to different types of posts to see which ones are hitting the mark. So that first method to start connecting with clients, even if you're new in business, is to start with your why. The second one is to start listening and reflecting. So once you've identified a few topics and you're talking about them and you're starting to see what's working, you can do a bit of live and online research to gain opinions and insights and to see how engaged people are with those topics. For example, if you're getting ranty about imposter syndrome or weight gain after 40 or anxiety and menopause, what are other people saying and thinking about those things? I encourage you to take your coaching skills out into the world and ask people for their opinions, a bit like an investigative journalist. 
Notice how fired up people are too, or not. See if you can see the problem from their point of view. How big of an issue is that thing for them? Why or why not? And who is it an issue for? What's their magic wand solution? What possibilities might open up if they could solve that problem? The goal here is not to sell anything, it's to understand. It's to understand what the problem is, how big the problem is, and who has the biggest problem of that type. So if it's anxiety and menopause, you might have 20 conversations that are all different. And maybe a third of those people go, yeah, I don't get that. I don't have it. It's nothing to me. But a third of those people might say, wow, I have serious anxiety and I wish I could solve it. I've tried everything. Then you're starting to get clear on, hey, there are some people who need help. And what is it about those people that's common? What are the common challenges that they're facing? Or what's the common cause of the problem for them? So it's through that research that you can start to get clear. So that second point of listening and reflecting starts with who's responding to your posts and how are they responding? But also then to carry some of those conversations into the live arena with friends, colleagues, family, just to start to get a handle on what is the problem actually about from their point of view. And as you're doing this work, please notice the physical shifts in your own body that you experience. What I'm saying is notice which topics or particular conversations excite you, which ones grab you by the heart, or which ones put you on the defensive and make you feel irritated. Any of those provides an opportunity for you to have a rant about something online that people will probably respond to. Most importantly with this exercise, as you listen and reflect on what you hear, notice how your sense of clarity and confidence develops as you talk to people about what matters to them. That is so important. Listening and reflecting on what you hear gives you the opportunity to refine your idea get the story straight in your head and to get so much more clarity and confidence about a niche. You need to be in that with the, in that present moment with the person to really see how they're responding. Now the third method is to explore niche content marketing. So that means looking at what's in the news right now about this topic or what's the social commentary going on about particular niche content that's already out there. This is a bit longer and slower than talking to people directly, but online research can be a great initial project to help you understand your niche or whether it's worth continuing to build information and content over time as part of your own overall marketing strategy. For example, you might go online and look in the news and look in the social commentary and say, gee, nobody's talking about that topic. Or they might be talking about a specific, a specific angle but missing an important piece. So doing this well gives you some opportunities to get more clarity. And particularly if you're someone who has skills and strengths in doing research and you like detail and writing, that could be a really good strategy. So if you are that kind of person, quite good at research, detail and writing, and you're good at 
seeing what's going on in the news. Uh, some questions that you could ask yourself while exploring niche content online could be, what are the most popular angles being talked about? Where's the gap? What's not being said? Which could be an opportunity for you to create content. Do you agree or disagree with what's being put out there and why? That could help you to create some content. Which podcasts or posts or episodes make you irritated or frustrated and why? Then you can write down all of the things that you like, agree with and disagree with. And you can look for qualified facts to back up your views. For example, looking at papers on Google Scholar or recognised institutions. Check in with yourself to work out which topics are most meaningful and interesting to you. Your passion and your sense of conviction is really important. It's pretty hard to bring that out if you're talking about something that you find boring or just have a passing interest in. It's hard to be consistent. Finding what really lights you up means that you can talk about it till the cows come home with passion. And that's the natural energy that you can create, which is attractive to your audience. Once you've found a few topics in the news, in the media, and you've figured out some angles to talk about, you can develop blogs or live videos or podcasts that map out the problem and maybe two to three things that back up your position. And then you're ready to promote those topics to an audience. I suggest not doing it all at once to kind of meet it out over a period of weeks or months. Here's an example of what I mean. Let's say that you're really into natural methods of managing and avoiding stress. And you're super interested in how to better manage your nervous system. And that's a passion area of yours. Perhaps you'd like to talk about one or two related topics per month over, over a series of months. And thinking about your audience, they don't necessarily have the same level of knowledge as you do. So you'd want to start your first month talking about one topic in depth and doing that both online and offline. So maybe it's about different breathing techniques to manage stress, which can help to calm your nervous system. So you could find research papers and share those findings and also your own experience about that. You can notice which conversations or posts get the most interest. And then in the next week, based on the feedback, you can start refining those things that you're posting to focus on the specific parts that are most popular. More specifically, rather than just breathing techniques, maybe you've found that people have been talking online a lot in the news about the 478 breathing technique that was developed by a Harvard-trained medical doctor, Dr. Wheel. So let's say your initial research finds out there's lots of conversation about that. You could ask people to comment on their experiences or insights on that technique, and that would get engagement and organic reach, plus it's being searched for, so it's more likely to be found. You could collaborate all your in sorry, collate all of your insights for the month and maybe do a live presentation or an in-depth blog about it at the end of the month. Invite people to attend and ask them to comment. Share it through your networks. So that might be your first month thinking about everything that affects the nervous system. And maybe for people who want to calm down and have less anxiety, I guess is the point. 
In the next month, you might start talking about something deeper like polyvagal theory, which is related to the topic, but goes into more depth. So I've just given you a couple of quick examples, but really, let's see, step back from that and talk about how this works. The first thing that happens is that by posting about specific topics, you're either going to attract your people, the people who like and trust you, or who are curious and interested in the topic. And you might also be ignored by people who aren't interested, but that's a good thing because you don't want people who aren't interested in the same thing as you. Going through this process helps you to get closer to understanding and clarifying who your niche is and what that problem means to them in their lives. And as you continue to talk about that series of topics over a period of months, you'll figure out that some are more interesting than others. You'll get a sense of the challenges and you'll be that much closer to defining your niche. And over a longer period, the content you're posting and the topics that you talk about can be more closely refined to match what your audience wants. And you can also update your older content so it's more polished and relevant. So that last example I mentioned was a fairly in-depth one, and that's probably for people who are much more advanced with understanding their niche and are ready to kind of get out there and engage. But to wrap up what we've discussed today, when you're new to business, it's pretty easy to compare yourself to other people and wonder why they seem to be so successful when you're just getting crickets. If this is you, then remember that your clients are your teachers and by using your coaching skills every day, by working with practice clients, by talking to people around you with those coaching skills, you'll start to get a deeper understanding of the people that light you up and who you want to work with. You'll also get a sense of the problems that they have that you can help them with. And while you're doing that, there are three things you can do online to fast track your understanding of your audience. Firstly, you can develop posts and content built around your why, and it does need to be specific. The second thing you can do is to start listening to people and hearing what they're saying in live and online conversation and start to reflect on the trends and topics that are common and which people light you up. That will help you to get clear on your niche. And thirdly, you can explore niche content marketing. And what I mean by this is to look at what's in the news, look at hot topics, and figure out which posts irritate you or inspire you and then start developing content around those areas to engage your audience. Live conversations take the least amount of time and will help you to get there faster in terms of your niche clarity. Online research is more time consuming and it may take longer, but it's also better suited to people who like detail and reading and writing and those sorts of things. So overall, I encourage you to reflect on your skills and strengths to help you decide which way to go. Welcome to the evolution of your niche. If you need help to understand, define and connect with your niche, you can book a good fit call with me to see if I can help you. Also, my books are closed to personal clients until July. So that's another four, three, four months. But I do have space in my June Passion to Profit program if you need help to get clarity on your niche and build the foundations of a successful business. There are links in the show notes for all of my references and if you want to book in. Thanks for listening. I hope to see you next week and bye for now.